Once upon a time, there was a young woman named Elise who wanted to see the entire world and all the stories within it. One day, she met a white rabbit who asked her to come along for a journey of discovery. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. Welcome to Elise in Wonderland. My name is Elise. And hello, my name is Jinmeister. We are the host of Elise in Wonderland. As you know, it is a show for those curious about the world, travel, culture, new perspectives, and Canada in general. In today's episode, we are talking about islands, and the guest is. Oh, let me guess. It 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 it, it was you. Another trip. You must be really working hard for international. Well, you know how the saying goes: work hard, play hard. Hey, your voice sounds a little different. Well, of course, you know I just recently got my status in Canada, so my accent is gone. I haven't been hanging around too many Koreans now, so I am a Canadian. April Fools! Everyone, as you know, that is not me. I'm Elise. I'm right here. I'm Jin here. <laughs> I, uh, I still have my accent. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, and I always thought if you got your PR, you just lose your accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we just wanted to welcome our special guest on this April Fool's edition of Elise in Wonderland. We have Leo Barsoni here. Hello. Leo Barsoni, do you want to introduce yourself? Certainly. Uh, I'm Leo Barsoni. I've been in the international department for over 37 years. I was here when we started with four or five students, and now we have about 3,500. So it's been uh, a, a little bit of a change. A bit of a change. <laughs> and what about you, Janet? We've um, heard a lot about Janet on the show because Jen always talks about you. So do a quick introduction for our guest, please. Okay. Hi, I'm Janet. I'm Jean's wife, and I'm a student in Moak College. Welcome, <laughs> and thank you for being me for the day. <laughs> you did a great job. Jim, you look very nervous with your wife here in the studio. I should be, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't say. You can tell me all Jim's secrets, please. <laughs> okay, so Leo, you said you were here for 37 years at the college, and I know a very important date is coming up for you soon. Yes,、um, you know it's been a, a wonderful experience at the college, and I've really enjoyed it, but. After 37 years,、uh, I've decided I'm going to be retiring, and、uh, as of、uh, March 30th,、uh, I'll be leaving International. But hopefully, I'll be coming back and doing some special projects in the next year. Like our show. <laughs> yes. Like your show, I love to do it. We need to have you on the show. I think all of our listeners got a little taste of how、uh, contagious your enthusiasm is, and、uh, you have a million and one stories. And everyone who knows Leo knows. He has crazy stories.、Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you could sum up really in the next in the next few minutes as an introduction to talk a little bit about you know in in light of your retirement, what are some of your best memories of working in international? Well, there's been there's been many.、Uh, a lot of of course is the students because the students really are at the heart of what we do. And、uh, when I was a younger person, I did live outside of Canada, and I got appreciation of what it, Is to go to a different country, a different culture, a different language, and try to adapt. So I hope that、uh, 
my influence in the department and in, is when students do arrive, it's been a big decision for them and that they feel you know, safe, secure, and welcomed in their new environment. So I think part of it's just been meeting students from all over the world. I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure of traveling to many different countries, talking to the students' families, reassuring their mothers and fathers that when they do come, they've made a good decision, one, to come to Canada, two, to come to Mohawk College, and three, if they work hard, they'll graduate and achieve their goals. So that's, you know, that's been it. It's been watching students mm -hmm. like Jin come in mm -hmm. as a, I won't say little boy, as a young man and mature. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jin came in and now Jin is working in our department. He's married. He's in Canada. And they just got a new house. They did. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So that, that's sort of one of the things I really like to do is seeing the individual student successes. And there have been many. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in, in, in the other one is going around and actually meeting the families overseas. And, you know, there's this misnomer that international kids come from very wealthy families and things like that. And most of the time, you know, they're just uh, families that are middle class yeah. or working families that um, one or two of their children have made a decision to come to Canada to get the Western, the North American experience. Um, the North American education, and some some stay and some go back. So it's building those bridges for the ones that stay, but also bridging, building the bridges of those students who've gone back home to their home country, and now uh, they have a good taste of Canada, and when it comes to business and things like that, they'll remember Canada as a trading partner, as a business partner. Hmm. So in your travels, what has been your favorite place to go that you want to go back to time and time and time again? That, you know, that's a tough question for me because I think to be an international and to, in, in any of the colleges or not, and to travel and recruit, your favorite place is the place you are right now or the place you're traveling to. Um, you know, a famous philosopher sort of said, absorb all cultures, just don't forget your own. Mm. And I, I do like traveling and I do like the cultures and I do like the, the cuisine, uh, I've been blessed, or I've I have traveled to over 70 countries, um, wow. and um, you know I did I have lived in a few again when I was younger. But I think for the college right now, currently, um, I just got back from Vietnam last week, uh, and we were very successful there. And we hope to have over 100 Vietnamese students here in September. But I think Vietnam is kind of my favorite place now because it's the most recent. The people are resilient. The culture is fascinating. Uh, the cuisine is out of this world. And I think mm. people who travel to Vietnam would be shocked at when, at what they think Vietnam is and when you go there, what it really is. Um, what really has struck me about Vietnam is um, the people and how friendly they are. And if you look at the Vietnamese uh, history and what's happened to them over the last several hundred years, and they've just persevered and they it's just like let's get on to the next day with a smile on your face yeah and i, I really i really do love them right now so if you have one message to impart on our listeners who really come from everywhere around the world they're they're listening they're hamiltonians they're listening in china they're listening around the world um what is one thing you a piece of advice as a world traveler 
you would love to give them? Well, I think I just mentioned it. Absorb all cultures, just don't forget your own. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, uh, I know Jen has heard me say this many times, you're the ambassador of your country. Um, most Canadians don't know about Korea. You know, I mean, they might have been to a Korean restaurant. That doesn't mean you know about Korea. Mm -hmm. So sit down and share your culture with them and your experiences with them for your culture. And vice versa, from Canadians, yeah. share share your culture with, with the international students. And it can be through food. It can be through just dialogue. Uh, it's that exchange, you know, that friendship. You know, one of the funniest things I remember is when I was in China a couple years ago, and I was having lunch with a mayor of one of the cities in China, and he wasn't convinced that this international education was a good idea. He just couldn't, you know, you can study economics in China, why, what difference if you can study in Canada? And we had one of our alumni with him, and I started talking to him, and I gave an example. I said to the alumnus, I said, okay, let's pretend you're on a telephone in China, and you're calling me in Canada about some business, and how would you do this? And he pretended he picked up the phone and he said, oh, hello, Leo. Oh, I miss having a double-double in Canada. And how are the Maple Leafs doing? Or he said, how are the Leafs doing? And I, and I answered to him and I, and I said it to the mayor. I said, do you know what we were just talking about? Mm -hmm. And the mayor spoke very good English. And he says, I have no idea. <laughs> and I said, well, a double-double is an expression we use in Canada. It's with a, uh, Tim Hortons and it's a way you would order a coffee in Canada. And you would only know that if you were in Canada. Mm -hmm. And the, the Leafs are a hockey team that, you know, hockey's very famous in Canada, and he wanted to know how the hockey team was going. So right away, by opening that dialogue with me, mm -hmm. I know he knows a little bit about Canada, it, it's a connection, and now we're going to go down into some serious business, and I'm going to buy 5,000 units of whatever from him, and he's going to buy <laughs> some from me. Why? Because we have this little connection. Yeah that we wouldn't have had unless that student studied in Canada. So, you know, that's, that's what it's all about, is those little connections. Not so much, yes, the education is important, but one and one is two in Canada, and one and one is two in China and Korea. Mm -hmm. It's the other things that you add to it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. Seems like you've had so many experiences in being able to see what makes people in the world culturally different, but what are the things that, that tie us together? And I think um, having those those personal connections is one of them, especially when you're doing business. You think about business is all about numbers, transactions, what makes them the most sense to the bottom line, mm -hmm. but you don't ha take on a business partner necessarily that you don't trust or that you don't have that personal relationship with on some level. No, I agree, it's the add-on. We, you know. If we're in business, we're doing business. Of course, it is. You look, always look at the bottom line. Mm -hmm. But what strengthens the business of, or any relationship is, you know, knowing about one another and experiencing, you know, interesting things together. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I have been teasing Jin for a year about, you know, kimchi and things like that from Korea and how I like it. And but it's not palatable to a lot of Canadians. They don't like it. But there are other things. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you do that and you can joke with one another and have a sense of humor with one another, mm -hmm. it just makes a much better relationship. So when you do have tough times, and there will be tough times in business, you have something to fall back on. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that to fall back on, your business won't be successful. So Leo, what are you looking forward to most in your retirement now? 
it's you know what it's sort of crept up on me i i really don't know i can't say that um you know mm-hmm. obviously uh my wife would probably differ i think after a week or two of mm-hmm. me being home she may want to <laughs> send you back send to me back. Special but um i think some of it is some more leisure travel uh, obviously i have uh, four grandkids and maybe spending a little more time with them um it, it's hard to say i, I still want to be active and international in some way shape or form and be it just um, as a liaison or welcoming mm-hmm. students and that thing i want to be able to do that i still like to travel uh so i've got some ideas i'm going to probably go back to greece for a little bit in the fall maybe we can join you there yeah <laughs> and, and, and but i still want to say keep keep a little bit of uh, interest in, in international i think just again um i i, I don't know i'm going to have to gear it down i'm not used to I won't say doing nothing, but I've always had a schedule, and yeah. so it's going to have to be it's going to be a month or two before I can adapt to that. Yeah. So. Well, you have so much I think still to teach everyone mm-hmm. from seeing international from the very beginning to all of your years of travel and experience. So we would gladly have you on our show and back to work on projects with us anytime. So just let us know. I would love to, and uh, again, it's always. Uh, Jin has a saying. He knows what it's, it's going to be. So I say, Jin. Because of you, it works. That's right. <laughs> because of you, it works. And it's a collective you. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so thank much you so again much. for being on the show. Um, this is just an introduction and one of many. And thanks again to, for Janet to coming. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> so we'll see you guys again. And we're going to continue on with the Ireland episode. And happy April Fools, every everyone, April 1. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next Sunday. Okay, that was our segment with Leo and Janet um, for our April 1st show today. So we're going to go into our first song called Foggy Dew by Luke Kelly. And this is another traditional Irish song. And the song describes Easter Rising, which is um, kind of a call to arms which was a rising of Irish rebels to fight with the Irish and not the British. So the song is called Foggy Dew. I really enjoy it. It's a good classic song and hope you enjoy. Benvenuti to Alice in Wonderland. Swagate Alice Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland에 오신 걸 환영합니다. On 1015. 1015 the hawk입니다. Xin chào. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to Alice in Wonderland on 101.5 The Hawk. So today we are going to talk about our Alice, the best trip ever, or <laughs> <Yay>. not, to <laughs> Ireland. Or not. <laughs> yeah, so um, I recently just got back from a trip to Ireland. Mm-hmm. I was there for a few different, uh, I was there visiting a few different cities, and it was my first time there, so it was a very interesting okay. thing for me. So again, um, why did you go there? Mm-hmm. What did you do there? Yeah, so I went because uh, as part of my job in working in Mohawk International, uh, my role is to look for different partners around the world that mm-hmm. want to maybe send students here or where we want to send students there, look at their institutions, talk to their faculty and see if they are someone we want to partner with. So actually it was funny, I had some meetings scheduled in Dublin which got canceled because there were two inches of snow in wow. Ireland. Snow day. It, it shut down the entire country <laughs> mm-hmm. and flights were canceled. 
um, all through the week. And finally, I got one coming in on the weekend. So um, culturally, it was really interesting to see (laughs) how different uh, people handled two inches of snow there just Uh because it's not a normal occurrence. Um, But yeah, the purpose of the trip was to uh, visit some different schools and... Um, see some of the attractions there that might that I can now market to our mm-hmm. our Canadian students. And did you get a chance to uh, walk around, travel around? Yeah. Or you're not supposed to say? <laughs> of course I did. Have to, there <laughs> okay. were weekends where I had personal time. Um, yeah, I I had visited so. I had arrived in Dublin mm. um, on the weekend, so I squeezed in a visit to the Guinness factory there. Oh. So a lot of people know Guinness. It's an iconic beer all over the world. It's a black dark beer. black beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's all of these rules here around how you pour it and um, how okay. long you let it sit. And it was actually really cool. It was the a museum dedicated to the history of um, raising Guinness's profile from mm. this poor man's beer to this like rare beautiful thing that people like mm. treasure all over the world nice. all the different ad campaigns which were done in the 60s and 70s and really avant-garde mm. ways of marketing this guinness um and there were dancers and there's a tasting room and you the get to see the whole process of beer making which is really cool and how um, barrels were made back mm-hmm. in the day there's anyone drunk one? Hmm? What? <laughs> dancing with a drink? Yep, dancing with a drink. I okay. watched dancers. Um, <laughs> so this may be side story, but is Guinness the one when you buy a can, there is a little a bore in the bottom of the bottle? No, not bottle, the can. There's a hole? No, a bore. A ball? To oh. To make a sound. Of, oh yeah, kind of this sound. Is um, it the Guinness? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. I haven't heard of that one. I'll have to look at that. I'm pretty sure it was Guinness can. There's a bowl under. It makes it more bubbles. Oh, maybe. They did talk about the. there's a difference in the way that they um, put gas in that beer. Oh, okay. It's like a different concentration um, to make that foam. Nice. So I don't know much about beer. (laughs) Okay. So So, after Dublin. So I got to spend some time in Dublin, which was outside of the Guinness uh factory was beautiful there's a river liffey that goes through the city mm. there are old buildings and you know those pubs that you see in canada that are like duck and firkin and like mm. there's the chains but these are the original ones so they like, seem very oh. familiar because they have the same style but um older older and um traditional irish music and mm. it's very touristy though very touristy but then i got the chance to go to limerick which was um Limerick. Limerick, Ireland. So that's just southwest of Dublin. Um, And it's about a two-hour train ride from Dublin. Mm -hmm. And there were about 13 other uh, Canadian institutions there with us. Mm -hmm. And in Limerick, um, it's much more rural. And there's a school that was hosting us there for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, Limerick Institute of Technology, and they did a f- fantastic job. They uh, took us to all of their different campuses and different major attractions mm-hmm. around Limerick and around the area, like the Cliffs of Mohair, um, M-O-H-E-R, for those of you who want to Google something beautiful. They're just beautiful, dramatic cliffs with castles and like huge fields of green and mm-hmm. sheep grazing, like exactly <laughs> what you would imagine in nice. Ireland. 
It was really beautiful, yeah. So we had a good time in Limerick and um, got to see the kind of some of the cutting edge things that they're doing. So actually in Limerick, mm-hmm. it's kind of similar to Hamilton's economy where, you know, the computer company Dell, mm-hmm. Dell moved to Lim- near Limerick in Ireland and okay. set up offices all over the place. And that was the main employer. Mm-hmm. Um, when Dell went under mm-hmm. um, in that area, a lot of people lost their jobs and in Ireland's an island. And so to just be able to move, you know, a lot of European countries you can move within really easily yeah. and Ireland I, a lot of people don't know another language other than mm. Irish or English and don't um, necessarily move away yeah or have the ability to so, so it's like we lost our steel just like our steel industry mm. here so they are doing a lot of interesting things similar to us around small businesses innovation working health with science. health sciences they have a big pharmaceutical tech nice. company where they make medical instruments and their students work in their colleges just like ours do and work with industry on applied mm-hmm. research problems to try to boost the economy back mm-hmm. to where it once was it's funny last week we just talked about the hamilton and uh-huh. then you're seeing same thing in ireland yeah i was thinking um there were a lot of different there were a lot of similarities and uh, and I think it would be a place that our students and Canadians mm-hmm. would like to visit. So okay, Limerick was great. Do you see anything funny, different? Yeah, there was <laughs> actually. I would I should send this video to you so we can post it on our page. But okay. it's it's um so we're driving to a destination and we have a lovely man who's driving our our shuttle bus mm. with everyone there. And he is local to the area. So he gets on the the microphone of the shuttle bus and says, okay, I have to tell you about the fairy trees. <laughs> We're like, what about fairy trees? Yeah, yeah. He said, it's a superstition here where there are these trees where people believe here that fairies live in the tree mm-hmm. and you can't touch the tree or move it because it will give you bad luck for the rest of your life. It will curse mm. you, basically, if you do anything to these trees. So they're a bad tree. Well, even just t- touching don't touch it because if you break something if you mess it up in some way don't go near it kind of thing keep leave them as they are so there's all of these roadway constructions that Mm. have to be diverted because they see a fairy tree and they can't they go around them they the superstition is so strong Mm. that the company will not cut them down like a green belt kind of but Mm. these fairy trees pop out they're really short they're like four feet tall they're kind of like a bush (laughs) and so we the guy said there's a road coming up but you're going to see it has a weird turn in it Mm. because we had to build around this fairy tree (laughs) and we drove he slowed down near this fairy tree and it was like we were like what this is the we were like expecting a tree with sparkles and like beautiful flowers or something but it's kind of like this there are no leaves on it it was just this like black kind of bush and it was very small, and he said, that's a fairy tree. People will not go near it. Mm. So for those of you who are interested in superstition and, <laughs> and like, the logic or illogicness mm. of some superstitions, but, you know, just, like, I don't know if you know, sometimes here if you drive under a bridge, people hold their breath, or if you what? go by a graveyard, you hold your breath. Well, that's not what well, I never heard of. Yeah. These are superstitions. Some people think, you know, 
if they do certain things. And okay. I'm sure it's very culture. I'm sure in Korea there are superstitions mm. too that mm, okay. don't make sense logically, but people just do them anyway just in case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing worse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, are there like are there some common superstitions in Korea too? Um, <laughs> we are almost. Uh, Pulsated if you are sleeping with your family. Fan death. I've yes. heard of this. Yes, it's very popular in Korea. I mean, we are getting, realizing it's not happening, really. What is it? Um, when you're well, sleeping with the fan on... You will die. Like, like that night? Yeah, because because the fan um, intrudes your breathing, kind. <laughs> like messes know. with your breathing and yeah, oxygen? Maybe it's too much pressure on your nose or mouth. Huh. That's what they're saying. So what if it's um, really hot at night, you won't turn a fan on? Or we put on the, the our feet side, not on uh, our face side. So if it's on your feet, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I think people are understanding now that that's not true. But just it's in case. Super, just well, in just case, like right? fairy trees, right? Mm-hmm. Like this little bush yeah. creates so much... Um, extra work or worry or confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, because they believe you'll have that. Well, another one. I think there's different version depends on where you are living. Um, 12 a.m. or or midnight. If you go to a washroom in a kind of the scary place, haunted house, bring your mirror. You will see your future spouse. Bring a mirror. Yeah. So if you're going to the washroom in a scary place, mm-hmm. bring your mirror and you will into see the your washroom. Future spouse on the mirror. Oh. Why? Why do you have to be in a washroom? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Out of topic. Have you tried that? No, no. You don't try much. It's kind of I don't know. Scary story kind. Uh huh. You'll see your future. <laughs> okay. Um. What What is it? Gaelic language weeks. Oh um, yeah. So there was something called shocked in a gale yeah gale I think that's what it's called. Okay. Shocked in a gale which means um, Gaelic week, I think. So Gaelic or Irish, traditional Irish is a language Mm. on its own. It's not just an accent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And that was a week where people... So I learned a lot actually about Irish school and Irish language in Ireland. Yeah. In Europe, Ireland is looked to as like the worst adopters of second languages in in Europe. (laughs) They have a program where you can similar to Canada where you can go to French immersion to learn mm. French and English. They have Irish and English schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but not a lot of people continue on with their Irish after they're out of school. Mm-hmm. So they have these weeks of promotion where they bring back. And by the way, all the signs are bilingual there. They're in Irish and English. Okay. And uh, I think the older population <laughs> speaks mostly mm-hmm. Irish. But these weeks are brought about to bring back the traditional language so they really encourage people That's to cool. to remember yeah. and learn some of the um, some of the traditional Irish things. So is there a rule that you have to speak Irish on this week? No, but I think there's lots oh. of events that promote it. Um, so that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were in Limerick in that week and what, what did you learn in Irish? So we got a whole sheet of phrases mm-hmm. and actually I actually learned best um, by applying my learning in a bar. <laughs> there was some lovely old gentleman that we met at a traditional pub 
mm. who immediately said, you're not from here. Come Aww. here, come sit with us. <laughs> so one of my colleagues and I um, sat with them and we asked, um, okay, you got to give us, it's shocked in a Gale guy. You got to give us some Gaelic Irish mm. sayings. So they taught us, how are you? Which is konastatu. Konastatu. Yeah. And we just pulled up Google Translator here so we can actually find some other. So what do you want to know in Irish, Jin? Um, my name is Jin. Okay. And it doesn't support the actual, um, um, the audio almost, translation yeah. of it. So, translation. Is emo einem Jin. Is emo ein, ein Jin. <laughs> Um, I like food. Is Maithliambia. Is Maithliambia. So you could hear that, like, it is not just English with an Irish accent. Mm. This is a real language that um, I think is being lost. And Irish people are really using this week to try to revive yeah. it. Gaelga. Um, they're also, as you know, Limerick, people know. I, now, I don't know, I'm not sure if limericks themselves, mm. like the poems, yeah. originated in Limerick, Ireland, but um, they're five-line poems that have a rhyme like, A wonderful bird is the pelican. His bill can hold more than his belly can. He can take his, in his beak food enough for a week, but I'm damned if I see how the hell he can. <laughs> <laughs> so these are, and they knew some um, mature content uh, limerick because there's some really really like saucy plus. ones yeah 19 plus <laughs> that they taught us <laughs> that were really funny but you've all heard them things like hickory dickory dock the mouse ran up ran up the clock a man from nantucket um sounds fun yeah so um like I mentioned before, we also visited some different places like the Cliffs of Mohair. Mm -hmm. um, we visited some amazing, um, beautiful castles. Uh, Cas Castle or Castle Rock was mm -hmm. one of them, okay. which was a medieval um, castle where they actually had to use the stuff from the roof, like the, the things that they made the roof out of and remake, reuse them. At some point mm. in history, so it's open top, oh, ravaged by nature kind of mm. castle. You could see there were there was a place where, um, you know, as we talked about before for St. Patrick's Day, Christianity was mm. brought to Ireland, and there were churches where, Christian churches where people would come and worship and pray, and there mm. were these holes in the wall, and that's where the lepers they were called oh. leper squints, um, which I don't know if you've heard of leprosy by back of the day i mean when there's no modern medicine you can contract contract leprosy where your body okay. literally rots mm. and it uh people thought that if i go anywhere near these people i will get the same disease mm. and so they were still i thought it was a it was interesting to see this part of history where there's this fake wall mm. where people with leprosy could still watch them. and mm. take part of ceremonies but you could still see these holes in the wall, and it was oh, just okay. like That's from scary. another part of time. Yeah. It was really crazy. It was on the top of a cliff overseeing all of Ireland, oh. and there were um, grave sites from family members that are related to this church. And mm -hmm. that It was a really beautiful place. 
But yeah, so the whole idea was that we were to walk around and see some of the tourist destinations and mm-hmm. and see, you know, here are some things that our students could participate in mm-hmm. um, if they come to school here. So, so you're also thinking if our students went to Ireland, what yeah. they can do, what fun they can have. Exactly. Okay. And how do we make this attractive mm-hmm. um, beyond the amazing things and innovative things that are going on in the schools there? Yeah. Um, just what would day-to-day life be like? Okay. What mm-hmm. did you eat? Okay, so I hate... I there, Guinness and oysters was like a thing there. So um, there were a lot of... There's a lot of amazing seafood being mm. on an island. I had oysters and mm. chowder and like very heavy... It's a very cold, rainy place. So okay. heavy, warm, comfort food, stews. Mm. It was really good. Um, I had... Fish and chips so many times because I had to. Yeah. <laughs> You're in Ireland, you gotta try what um, they also have soda bread there, which is a right. which is a thing that's kind of particular to Ireland, which is like a really dense bread. Mm. Um they dip into the stew and you get your pint of beer and it's like very all the meals were like that, but there were some really, um, really interesting elevated mm. restaurants doing like new takes on traditional Irish food. Okay, so like beer, is it every meal, even breakfast? Yeah, I, I think okay. maybe traditionally, <laughs> this is part of their culture. So why are and... they popular of beers in Ireland? Mm. Well, maybe part of the reason you say it's a cold weather, so you kind of warm up your There's body. There's a culture of going. And seeing your friend working hard all day, mm. seeing your friends at the pub, and like having a pint. Okay. Kind of so it's not like in different, you know, like you think of Italy and you think of little aperitifs and espresso and wine. Mm. It's the culture of coming together, oh, which is just different. It's yeah. around beer. And there's a lot of heritage that goes back to brewing beers for thousands of years. And, mm. and, uh, so it's just part of the culture. There's pubs and traditional yeah. Irish pubs on every corner. Everyone has their favorite one. They say, don't go to that one. You got to go to this one because they have better food or they mm. have, you know, better music. There's live music everywhere wow. as well. Fiddles and guitar playing in the pub. Yeah. So it's more of a social thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have a team or ten, so. Yeah, go to dance. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, really in Canadian culture, we that's part of our culture too that we've kind of borrowed from england and ireland is mm. going to the pub yeah playing darts you know <laughs> now we like watch sports and karaoke and it's a little less course, yeah. social but um i really like that it was all dark um dark wood couches oh, no tvs like it oh. was a lot of i think they really tried to keep the tradition alive and um nice. there's some younger people younger pubs mm. with different things tvs and yeah like more electronic music mm-hmm. you know like they're not stuck in the past completely but yeah i found it really interesting the mm-hmm. pub culture there's also this thing called tato there t-a-y-t-o as you know in ireland potatoes are a big thing they got through a huge famine on surviving on potatoes alone so potatoes are like a celebrated part of irish culture um and they're really good there Potato is a brand of chips. Okay. Uh, or crisps, as they call them. Yeah, sounds cute. Yeah, so it's like a little potato. It's a little potato in a suit called Tato. And they have really good chips. But the funniest thing I thought was they have a theme park 
based on this potato okay. called Tato Park. Mm. It's like Canada's Wonderland, but potato theme. <laughs> <laughs> it has like the oldest wooden roller coaster in Europe. And um, I kind of am jealous because I wanted to go when I was there. Is there, like, is there anything like you can uh, potato picking there? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I would just want to see their variety of chips that they mm. have. Selfishly. Do they have a ketchup taste? I think that's only Canadian. But maybe, I don't know, maybe they brought it over mm-hmm. for novelty. Yeah. Mado Park. Mado, <laughs> we're going to start our own. <laughs> Mado Tato Park. Yeah. Um, there's oh. also this sport called hurling. Hurling. Um, What's it like? It's not curling. Okay. It's kind of like rugby field hockey okay. kind of thing. Um, I, I cannot do it justice. I can't explain it. People... It's like a national sport there. Okay. So it's like uh, a cricket in India. Yeah, kind of. And hurling. So, so even cricket is kind of different types of, uh, I guess, soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, With sticks. So is it the same way? Hurling is different type of soccer kind? <sighs> well, field hockey is kind of similar to... Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same type. It's very fast. It's very okay. violent. And it's well, very... <laughs> people love it there. And it's kind of like here where... Um, you know, teenagers will dream mm. to be on a hockey team or football team, but they okay. have leagues for hurling. So there's like hurling boys that are, that's their dream is mm. to become part of the national hurling well, team. Give us an idea. So how different from field hockey? It was the same? Just Honestly, time? I'm like not a sports person. <laughs> <laughs> what we'll have to do is post a video on Elise in Wonderland Facebook page okay. so you can get a sense of like, what is going on because it's happening so fast i don't even understand the point system <laughs> but i did watch it a little bit on tv when i was there I was like, okay. hurling hurling it sounds like hurling yeah <laughs> um so that was my exposure to the different sports there nice yeah um so in conclusion my trip to ireland was really interesting but i really didn't get a chance to explore the, the entire country um from what i saw the people were very inviting sometimes you go visit in another place and they automatically spot you as a foreigner and mm. you're not welcome but this was a different feeling that i got um where they people welcome were you because you're a foreigner yeah they're very curious about nice. canada and mm-hmm. a lot of canadians pass through ireland and they wanted to they were very proud of their culture and their history mm-hmm. and they wanted to, to share that with me. Um, and a lot of, I think it's been an interesting time in Ireland because until the recent crash in their economy, mm. I think everyone was, it was similar to us, right? Where our parents or grandparents had a job, they stay in the same place, they Farmers, work there the whole time and they retire and yeah. they have a, steady life where they can count on things but now mm-hmm. there's a new generation of irish people and and people that are be, becoming attracted to living there newcomers mm-hmm. for the first time where we're very used to having newcomers in canada but yeah. um the attraction for immigrants is someone new and and it's an exciting time to kind of create new innovation mm-hmm. in their country and and really expose themselves to different ideas so yeah. i got to see in the pubs and on the streets, like the old generation mm. of Irish people, very proud of their language, and then the new generation of 
newcomers and Irish youth that mm. are um, taking it in a new direction. Nice. So an interesting place to visit. I would recommend going outside of the rainy season if you can and um, just enjoy it for what it is. Talk mm-hmm. to the locals. Um, don't just go to Dublin and go to the (laughs) tourist traps because Mm. really like Dublin to me seemed like a, um, you know, here's the pubs and here's the things Mm, everyone loves about (laughs) Ireland. Yeah. Take a photo with the the leprechaun. (laughs) They did have some really cool museums, Mm -hmm. but really where, where I found most fascinating was out in the countryside where people lived more of a traditional way Mm. of life and um it's just slower pace and and it's a different thing you know when you go to big cities all over the world they start to feel the same yeah. <laughs> um so it is a beautiful bright green mm-hmm. mountain and sea and fresh air mm-hmm. and um a lot of wild animals and sheep roaming around and that's the part i really love yeah well, in addition to avoiding rainy season, maybe you have to avoid a snow season too. Because <laughs> you might be the only one person walking snow. outside. Well, you won't be able to get in. One inch of snow. You won't, well, yeah, I was the only person when I landed. <laughs> How can you walk outside? It's dangerous. <laughs> Everything was closed. No one was coming out. Actually, there were all of these stories about people looting the stores for mm. bread because they thought they wouldn't be able to eat right. because they, they never experienced a shutdown due to snow before. Yeah. And uh, I heard a crazy story about someone breaking the roof of a store and going in with a oh. crane and wow. pulling out like the safe full of money. Like people were doing <laughs> crazy things. The cab drivers were telling me this is, we've seen nothing like this. And I'm from Canada. I was like, there's there's two inches of snow <laughs> and it's warm and this caused and it's warm, it's warm and day. it caused pandemonium yeah. um but we take for granted the fact that we have salt machines we have they don't have snow shovels because oh, they yeah you know they, never they don't need that. one they don't need one mm. so they're very and, unprepared for something yeah they, like they that. probably didn't clean the street because no they don't have one right no i think volunteers a lot of people came out and and just with goodwill <laughs> just helped their neighbors yeah helped their neighbors mm-hmm. I, they got through it but it was an interesting thing to see <laughs> yeah well thank you so much to tell us about the island thank it's, you uh... for having me it's always fun <laughs> being on the other side yeah. of the microphone um and hopefully I will be able to come back with some other stories of travel <laughs> very soon. Yeah, or my Korean trip probably first. Oh, yeah. So tell I... us about your trip to Korea. And when is that happening? And what are you doing during that trip? So it's mid-May uh, to uh, early June. And, you know, as a Korean and immigrant in Canada, you kind of obligated to go to Korea once a year. <laughs> Um, for just for your parents, your family. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Everyone has guilt yeah, in their family. Especially yeah. when I got my wife import to Canada. Oh, she must be pressuring you. <laughs> yeah, to that go back every home. so. You're traveling with her. Yeah. Oh, nice. This time, so my father-in-law has a lot of sisters, and they love her. They love me too, but then everyone <laughs> loves saying, her more. <laughs> no, everyone, everyone's saying that you should have brought her every year. <laughs> and I, I didn't get the promise. So it's not because, good enough just to come by yourself. Yeah, because last year I just went my, by myself for um, my brother's wedding. So this time I have to go and kind of um, 
visiting this her relatives area which is through spread the whole country wow and we are planning a lot of eating food oh my god you have to bring me back <laughs> are you excited yeah you have to pick it up in the airport <laughs> because they caught me i guess they caught no, you no i'm just joking uh, uh, uh. some food right you can bring it you can sneak something in <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah no, yeah, it's exciting. I'm planning to see some friends and um, travel. That's it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Exciting. And I'll be here by myself trying to figure out what I do you with should. that gin. Well, you... What I need to be you. I know. So I have to learn. Time to pay back. Give me some vacation. <laughs> yeah, you've been really busy. Um, okay, well, that's it for our show this week. And we will see you... Uh, sorry, I just took over the hosting role. <laughs> We will see you next week for another episode of Elise in Wonderland. Let's cross the line. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. All right, we're going to end off our episode with a song by the Cranberries called Linger. So this is a famous Irish band um, that most people know from the 90s here in Canada. They're very well known. And actually, the Cranberries uh, recording studio was in uh, Limerick, where I visited, and they had quotes all over the place. So the main singer, Dolores, passed away this year, and uh, there was outcry all over the world and a resurgence in the Cranberries music. So we're going to end our song with the famous cranberry song linger um and i hope you please enjoy we will see you all next week on another episode of elise in wonderland